Today we talk language, effortless harmonies and all five of the chords as we chat to New Zealand's Loopy Tunes on Benny Asking People Questions. Today's guests are an act out of New Zealand who, at first listen and fairly, I feel, felt like a duo bringing language to the fore, a group with a mission to see the children in their community represented, supported and encouraged. But the more I got into their creativity and the more I recognised a bit of a deeper sensation and it was this kind of idea of gifting. These performers, or sisters, to me at least, feel like they are here to gift us and privilege us with the sounds and language that can only be shared by people who have had this as the fibre of their soul for centuries. Their impossibly beautiful yet simple harmonies remind us of family, connection, history and just pure comfort, which is ultimately the job of music. And thankfully, they made it their mission to continue on with the gifting to the next generation. I'm very happy to be joined today and potentially desperately reluctant to ever have them hear my own singing, um, <laughs> the, the sisters of Loopy Tunes Preschool Music, Sue and Lee. How are you both? Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, very excited to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, thank you for joining me. I mean, it's just such it's such beautiful music. It is so beautiful and so um, uh, it is really timeless. It's very timeless, and you can hear that, and you can hear hear that in the depth of the things you bring. But before we get into that, I know why you're called Loopy Tunes, but obviously, I might get you to explain it because it falls desperately short of the the beautiful sophistication of your music. When I hear loopy tunes, I think of people stumbling over buckets and, you know, leaving banana pills around and things like that. So so give, <laughs> give us a quick update as to where that name come from, if it came from, please. So it came from the, um, we started the outreach music sessions at our church, which is over in an area of Christchurch called Beckenham, the Beckenham Loop. So the loopy ah. is in reference to that loop. And then the tunes, <laughs> T-U-N-E-S, is obviously the <laughs> reference, music. Reference to the music. cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally called Looney Tunes yeah. the other day. <laughs> and that was, what, nearly 11 years ago. So <laughs> oh, you actually, we didn't realise we would go that far. Somebody so. <laughs> actually called you Looney Tunes, did they? Oh, we get it a lot. Oh, we usually yeah. hashtag Looney Tunes and add it in. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> because we not? might as well. That is a shame. It's really, that's that's not, don't get me wrong, I love Looney Tunes, but I don't think they're really um, the right fit well, for what you do. Not yeah. Pacific Island music. No, you wouldn't think that. <laughs> <Yeah, none laughs> um, well, that's a really good point because you did start this as this preschool outreach program, which you still are doing, but this was yeah. 11, as you said, this was like 11 odd years ago. Um, yeah. why, at what point did you realize, okay, there's something a bit bigger going on here because it obviously was very successful and just kind of kept growing. Yeah, it, it, it did keep growing. It wasn't until, what was it? 2019 that we, we decided to make it a business. Yeah. But prior to that, we, Seal oh, and yeah. I sort of branched, there was a group of volunteers, about five or six, I think, and then all. Seal was asked to do more sessions at different venues and so the, she asked me to come on board and so the two of us started doing them more inti- um, 
around other places and then the bilingual focus sort of yeah became quite popular yeah it sort of evolved into doing more of that intentionally yeah people yeah. were coming for the bilingual sessions so like oh okay they like that we are teaching them maori and their kids yeah so let's run with that and then people eventually were like do you have music online recorded we're like no that's a good idea but that's a good idea <laughs> We had babies, so we we're like, we should wait till they're a bit older. Yeah. And then they got older, and we we're like, okay, we could do this. Yeah, yeah. now we have and no we're still excuse. Walking through the forest in what do I see? Five little birds sitting in a tree. One flew over the top to me. I wonder who could it be? My name is Pukeko. Now, the idea that you're saying like you had no recorded music, which which is not not hugely uncommon from that perspective doing the preschool shows, uh, a lot of people tend to do that. They do these shows because their initial interest is to just want to perform to children and bring uh, something or whatever they want to bring to the shows. But... Um, and then usually at some point somebody requests it. But you're both musicians in your own right prior to this. Um, hmm. how, why Was it because your other musical pursuits kind of fulfilled that recorded kind of, like I guess I guess was the preschool outreach programs really just a little bit of a labour of love that you went, oh, this is a nice offshoot to what we do musically, but our serious music hats are on over here doing this other stuff um like how did you go eight years without recording anything really is what i'm getting at (laughs) (laughs) well we weren't ever really intentionally doing this sort of thing no we're actually trained in other areas music is our side was our side yeah music was always a hobby like we grew up with just music always around um forced into us (laughs) (laughs) but it was definitely well for me anyway i kind of saw it as a as a hobby for years and we achieved like, you know, and enjoyed what we were doing um, instrumentally mostly. Yeah. And Leah taught you. And I was teaching teaching the flute. Not longer. Yeah. um, For a number of years. And I actually started, I went to uni to, to do a a BCom in accounting and then finished. (laughs) Of course. That's why. A a music degree in music education. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But with just enough knowledge to set up a successful children's music business and know how to uh, look yes, after the finances. It's perfect for us anyway. I studied um, architecture. Oh and my so goodness. I did a lot of, I had all the graphic design and the video and the web design stuff within that. And so, and then ended up, well, I ended up actually caring for um, adults with intellectual disabilities which is where I learned the guitar because I used to do sessions with them, which is then where they asked us to start the sessions at church Yeah, because we just did what we used to do with them and then it grew to this. So music was never something we thought would be the main. Wow, that's quite fascinating because I did did sort of think about, you know, a lot of the musical history you had is is basically around wind instruments. There's saxophone, clarinet, flute. And these these are really um, lovely instruments to play, but really terrible if you want to sing 
and perform to children. <laughs> so I was going to ask, was there, was there a point where you just frantically went, I've got to learn a ukulele or a guitar or something because I can't, there's only so much saxophone I can play to the children <laughs> before finally they just want to uh, hear me speak. Well, we've, we've always sang. Like we grew up in church, so singing was a part of our culture and living. Um, but the guitar, like, it was just I love music, and so and I used to do music with the with um, our clients, and so I was like, well, it's easier with a guitar, and just strum that D and the G and the C, <laughs> and they didn't care. <laughs> Run around with shakers singing to Abba. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> at the preschool, um, at the preschool I used to work at, I, I had about seven or eight instruments hanging up on the wall from ukuleles to mandolins to banjos. And, and I realized all I needed to know was three chords on each. Yeah. That's, it. That's so true. Yeah. Everyone thought I was amazing <laughs> and I could play any song that was ever made for a child. Yeah. Just needed three chords. So across all these instruments, I only need to know 15 chords and it was. <laughs> about this this the this the singing in church and things like this because the first thing i get from from listening to your music obviously is that your sisters but that you're you know you've been sitting around and doing this for years this is your house this is your comfort this is your family i mean it's kind of the the difference between what you produce and this is kind of what i was referring to about gifting it in in the in the introduction is it's, it's how you live, not financially, but it's in your soul. It's your stories, it's your connection to another place and it's yeah. just how you do it. I mean, is, is, was that, is that in the back of your mind when you brought this, when you started doing these shows or was it, or is it this just how you communicate with people? Just the culture that you're surrounded in? I think it's that. Yeah, but... It's just always been, uh, yeah. It's always been, the, we definitely didn't go out of our way to start this. This wasn't our kaupapa, like our, uh, using Māori word. Um, <laughs> what's kaupapa in English? Um, it's not our. It was what we intended. It's not what we intended on doing. <laughs> um, but as you said, because it was naturally in us, and then we just saw, like, in New Zealand, there's obviously the Māori language, um, there's a lot of, need for revitalizing the Māori mm. language and for people accepting it as our language and that just naturally kind of evolved yeah. and came out of us and then we saw more and more people that were like man I really want to connect to my language or I wish I had learnt my language as a kid and it just all over 10 years just evolved what it is there was absolutely zero planning <laughs> we were involved in getting to here <laughs> And um, if we talked to ourselves 10 years ago, no, would never think that we would get here or no. would be doing this. And even together, I mean, we are sisters. So yeah. obviously <laughs> that's fraught with danger. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally get that. Somehow it has worked. We've got the business, we've got the cookie, and it's come together somehow. <laughs> well, I'm the loopy. 
you're the loopy and, and clearly uh leah you're the tunes <laughs> is i guess is it? <laughs> that's what i heard that's what i heard Well, let's get into the music because obviously, as you've just explained, 2010 is kind of when you started, yet it wasn't until nine years later you thought, hey, we should put some stuff down on, onto some recording device. Now, but in that time, 2019, 2020 has been pretty busy for you. There's lots of singles and, of course, the main album. Um, are, are you, are you, is this an accumulation of just what you have been doing? Is it just songs that you've known since you were kids or, or are you trying to write new things because it was a, it was quite a big influx. It was a lot of stuff came out very quickly, not quickly, but you know what I mean. You're, you're very busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is this just looking back on ten years and going, oh, we've got all of this, let's start releasing it, or are you or are you looking back over thirty years and five hundred years and going, actually, there's all this stuff. Let's just get it out. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely a lot of material that we had, um, but we did try to stick to um, songs that Seal had written for the sessions because yeah. after a while you started yeah started yeah. intentionally writing we did start writing sessions. through the last 10 years and we did actually get songs online like on youtube we started our youtube channel years ago mm. and that was to help people at home learn the maori songs mainly yeah. mm. so that the kids weren't just it wasn't this fresh thing that they were hearing um but, but yeah but yeah no i, I think it's like a a bit of both. It's what we've learnt from doing what we do has worked for kids yeah, in a sure. way. But at the same time, we're still writing new songs, but being able to share old songs. Mm. Yeah. It's, and also, so like Matariki is the Māori New Year and we realised there wasn't many much children music yeah, for uh, Matariki. Mm. And I kind of put that to seal and then by the end of the day, she had a song. So it's stuff like that, like we come up with an idea. I come up with an idea, or she does, and she writes it. Give it to the loopy one, and, and then, he goes. And then I, we make the rest of it and just make it work. But yeah, uh, we definitely sisters. a mix of everything. Yeah, especially with the project we're about to release very soon. <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there's a few songs that are coming out. So if you thought that was a lot, that's nothing compared to what's coming out in two months. Amazing, amazing. Um, but there, it's, do you have anyone, like, I mean, is it, is it all very instinctful when it comes to actually performing to children? Because there's, there's a thing that you do quite a lot where you have a familiar song and you, like, example, you've Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and you'll take that, then you put the Maori language. And and from an early childhood perspective, that's very clever because you're also all, for children that don't speak the language, you're already presenting with a song that everyone knows knows flawlessly and it's so easy to, and then at the same time, you're taking a song that everyone knows that's always been in English and you're just saying, look, here's, here's a version for the people that don't feel represented. Um, how much of that is just instinctful, is it? And please tell me you studied for years and years and years and it wasn't just, you know, a gut instinct because oh. that doesn't bode well for any of us. <laughs> no, it, I think it is instinctual think, now. Like we've learned, we, we have definitely learned, um, I guess, what works in teaching and teaching um, the kids things. And obviously familiarity, there's no point in us sometimes trying to teach something and teaching them a new tune at the same time. We've got the project we're doing at the moment where we're doing um, 10 different languages, 10 albums. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, it's. I told you, it's loopy. Ten, ten albums. Um, so like ten full ten, albums. We have ten albums coming out soon in ten different Pacific languages. And ten songs. And per ten album. songs per album. Are they the same songs just in each different? No, six. So yeah. six songs. About five or six songs are the same. And so that's the thing we learned was oh my when they first came to us about the project, we were imagining ten different songs, and we're like. If you're trying to teach someone who doesn't know yeah. the language, mm. it's better that they know a tune first mm. so that then they're not, okay, I have to learn a whole new tune and a language. Mm. Okay, I'll take Old MacDonald and I'll learn what cow is in Old MacDonald or yeah. Five Little Ducks and I'll learn to count in Kiribati and, you know, in Five Little Ducks. Yeah. So That's an extraordinary feat. Are, yeah. are, you, are you are you finished the project? We have almost. We have we're recording tomorrow. We just have got twenty seven more albums to go. <laughs> <laughs> two more. We have two more albums to record. Wow. Um. So it's been very busy, but very very for us, um, rewarding. Yeah. Because some of these islands don't have a lot of resources for mm. their young children. So, and it allows each of the cultures, the children coming up, to learn. A little something about their cultures if they you know um if their parents aren't that strong with the language then i guess the whole family are slowly learning yeah have the opportunity to with these yep <laughs> I mean, obviously the language is a big part of what you do and, and I'm kind of feel, I feel a bit reluctant to sort of ask to, not, not ask about it, but I, I sort of feel like I want to just let you talk about it because, you know, I, I, I come from a place of a person who, you know, I can't really actually relate. I'm privileged to have my language everywhere. It's all over the world and, and I'm and I'm represented in song, TV, film and things like that. Um, but I can appreciate the importance, but I'll never be connected to the real power of seeing myself represented that way when I can't find it elsewhere. What, what have you found it means to the children and the families and yourself? Like, I mean, how powerful is it to see it when it really... I don't think works is the word, but when you really find those moments when you are really genuinely empowered about what you're doing, I mean, how does how does that, I don't know, how does that feel? I can't imagine how that would feel. Right. It, it feels amazing. Like we get, we get feedback or we get sent videos of like children hearing and seeing like their language being performed mm. by someone that they can relate to. And the parents are just so stoked. You know, yeah. they send us a video clip. They're like, wow, this is so cool that my kids can enjoy this. So they just, so uplifting. An easy way to, to learn <clears throat> rather. Because a lot of our Pacific cultures um, are very much um, ingrained into the church. So yeah. a lot of the songs are hymns and stuff and chants. And so for our New Zealand-born um, islanders, it, it can be hard for them to relate yeah. because they're yeah. removed from that. And so... I guess for us, like for me personally, learning my culture and my language is this 
that identity. There's, in learning a language, you're learning a whole lot about a culture. So in us learning about these different languages, obviously we're not fluent in these other no. eight <laughs> other languages, um, but we've learned so much about their cultures and why they mm. do things and the way they do things and um, just from learning these 10 songs. And so the sense of identity and belonging is there. Was it hard to get, is there a cycle of permission you need to go through to be able to perform with those languages? Um, or you just, I don't think it's just us. It's, just well, said, we've been working with translators, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't rely on Google. <laughs> <laughs> for anything, as it actually is a um, But there are some songs, obviously, because we've, so for each culture we had like the, the generic songs, so the same welcome song or these old MacDonald, a shape song, head mm. shoulders. Um, and then we've asked them for a traditional alphabet and three traditional songs. Right. Because we wanted to make sure there was something that was very much the culture of Right. So these are songs that are provided to you by, by the yes. cultures in the first yeah. place. Okay, great, yeah. great. And we wanted it to be songs that were ingrained into the culture or songs that that, that culture have chosen mm. for us that we've not just put on them yeah. type thing. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally, absolutely. Oh, it kind of brings up that interesting point. Like, what's what's, and and I and I sort of mean this genuinely. I mean, because because there's an aspect of wanting to represent those children, but at the same time, you want to take those children and have them represented to children that don't know the culture, yeah. and that's a really hard. I would imagine that's a really hard kind of yeah. conjury to be in, like because one of them. You kind of give you got to give them a lot of attention depending on which one you choose. Um, have you ever had to have that conversation with yourself of like, okay, is is this like even within the ten out? Al- I, I just can't even say ten albums seriously, but anyway, <laughs> even within the ten albums that you just recorded yesterday, are they? Is there like, <laughs> um, you know, do you even find yourself having conversations even within those little sub bits? Going, okay, so is this for the children that don't know? Or is this for the children yeah. <laughs> that live it? Who's who's this for? It's actually for both. It's it's, it's for both. It's for both. Yeah. But we have that debate. But we do, yeah. and so that's why we've everything is very simple. But in my mind, like I through this whole project, my mind has been for a non-speaking um, Fijian or something sure, as well. Sure. So because the idea of these resources is that a preschool or a Plunkett group or school can take the resource and they can mm, use yes. it yeah. within the context. You don't have to be able to speak the language, but we've tried to keep it simple. And fun. And fun. Action songs yeah, yeah. As well. They're really fun yeah. songs. Oh yeah. They're amazing. And, Absolutely. Yeah, totally. They still come with, yeah, they still come with um, instructional videos as well. So of, teaching of them how to use it. Why not make a you film? Know. Why not make a film clip for every single song you put on these ten albums? That makes total. That makes total hey, sense. Who would suggest that? Are you sure? Ten years There's ago, you never thought that this would become a That's career. That's why we're loopy tunes. I know. I'm starting well, more and more. I'm starting more and more to just push the tunes bit aside and just leave it at loopy now. <laughs> Oh, look, our other Kiwi Kids music people make fun of us all the time. Well, we're crazy. I think we're crazy, but yeah. Look, just, and so do we. Just yeah. between you and I, over all the interviews, I, I've had no one who's making fun of you. Oh, my goodness. People, people <laughs> are deeply, deeply in, in awe of you.
just one last thing on the language, and then I want to actually get into purely just the actual recording and, and, and the sound of, of the two of you. Um, there's that really beautiful song where you talk about shapes, and you just touched on it then, uh, Tapafa, I believe. Is that oh. correct? Yeah, yeah. Which I understand means square, but then, you know, if I kind of look into it, it's also got this beautiful wider concept of Mari health. You know, wrapped around yep. the the four sides of health, family, physical, mental, and spiritual, um, which was really lovely because I found that was really when I when I sort of came across that I kind of went oh that really kind of that's who I, it feels like that's who you are, and it kind of goes back to the start where I said you know I feel like you've grown up with music like this like I feel like you've been sitting around on the floor at the feet of your parents and this and this has just been happening in your lives forever so you've just extended that on and recorded it but then coming across this idea of the the, the four the four sides of health you know I kind of went it really fits in with everything that you do I mean is this just an outsider coming in and finding those magical moments or does that kind of concept does it inform you does it inform who you are and how you see this music sitting out there in the world <laughs> or what was the question? Well, I think, so, so in in this case, I'd have to say that you have brought that to us, and I really like it. Thanks, and I absolutely love it because we love Te Whare Tapafa. We love the concept of it. Our children grow up with it in yeah. school. Every child learns about the mental health. Of, and for you to turn our shape song into something a lot more deeper <laughs> than it is. Something so deeply. And, <laughs> Can we use yeah, it? Yeah. We may change it and use it as that. <laughs> but um, no, to be honest, no, we did not write that song for that purpose. But everything we do has a huge focus on, on that te whare tapafa, on making sure that, like within our sessions, we, a huge focus for us is making sure that we connect with the parents, mm. not just do some music, then run away. Like no. we want to, if there's that mother that's like struggling with a child, I want to make sure that I've just touched base with her and said, mm. hey, How's it my child was worse. <laughs> like <laughs> it's normal to feel the way Your you child are. standing next to or, you going, what? What do you mean I was worse? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that, Mom. Give me a break. <laughs> but, um, I'm right I here. love that. That was really beautiful that you brought Thank Te Whare into it, which meant that you learned a little bit about our culture too and – so that's very cool. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of the first thing it led to, but it, but it's just you know with it, with every children's artist or anyone that I speak to, you kind of you you know I I do kind of make this uh, point of sort of trying to find an element that kind of sums up what they are and who who they are and what they're trying to say, and it just felt really comfortable. I, I just found it and went, that's actually a really comfortable way to. Because with everything, there's the surface of what you do, and this is and it's even more yeah. relevant with the two of you in particular. There is the surface aspect of what you do, and there's just this underlying thing. And yes, it is culture and it is language, but like any culture, like any language, it's not even that. It's just deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. And that kind of concept of those the health aspects kind of really just resonates. Sat with what you're doing. It's a tapafa, it has four sides. It's a tapafa, it has four sides. It's a tapafa, it has four sides. One, two, three, four, it's a square. All right, now our next one has three sides. Now let's move on from from me bringing that random stuff to the table and let's actually physically talk about your songs. Um, 
Because the first thing that stands out, obviously, is it's just usually a guitar and a ukulele and your two voices. Um, I did hear Yumakisia, is that Yumakisia? Is that when you have a... Yumakisia. Yumakisia, sorry. And desperate apologies for getting so much of this wrong. Um, There's a fiddle going on in there. And all of a sudden I felt like I was listening to a whole new band because I've so, <laughs> just been so content with just the guitar and ukulele and these two voices. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> what, is a fiddle? What's going on? Does it work? I mean, it did. It's beautiful. But there is this – but it does bring back this idea with you is you're, you're very sparse in how you present the things you do. And I'm assuming that's a bit necessary because you have such a strong – message through the language and things like that so you've got to keep it very simple do you find yourselves just purely from a production point of view is it hard to keep yourself back when you're listening to the other stuff that's coming out of new zealand are you like going oh my goodness what if we had like a six-piece orchestra in here and maybe we could bring oh, yeah. in galloping <laughs> horses and whatever is it hard for you to restrain yourself yeah yeah oh it oh, definitely we're... is we, we're very limited resource wise obviously i told you my guitar skills are gc <laughs> ANA. Yep. um and also we're very new to recording music and stuff oh sure and our okay. first album we had chosen to call it simply us because we, we it was simply so there's us. no surprises we had nothing else. <laughs> and when we first did it we didn't think of the significance of it until now because obviously we will build a lot more now that we have learned about funding and learned how we can make things work better. But I think it was a perfect start for us because a, it a lot started of the children, with just us. Yeah, and a lot of the children who come to our um, sessions, outreach music sessions, like the <laughs> they just recognised our sound. So they're like, oh. It's the guitar ladies. So it yeah. was, so that was nice. That was nice feedback that we got. Yeah, all <laughs> the, the kids. Yeah, the way. parents would be like, you know, they're running around looking at our picture on the CD cover and, you know, they just immediately Automatically recognised who we were. Mm. Yeah. Because it was but a it guitar was <laughs> and our voices. Well, it's a very nice way um, to perform live though, isn't it? It's also very beautiful to be so flexible to just simply go, you know what, that song's not going to cut it today. Let's not do it. Let's go to that song. I mean, just having the two of you sing with a guitar is is a really, uh, I think it's an enormously powerful thing. Yeah. Is it? And is, we can. I think with we found with kids, you, you need to be like be able to like change it. Like you'll turn up to a gig thinking that we're going to have a bunch of four year olds. Totally. And then yeah. we find it's a bunch of one year olds. <laughs> so just like that, we have to change and slow down the songs and or everything has to change. Everything changes. So yeah. if we had it all on thing, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, totally. And the, set goes, and the set goes for five minutes all of a sudden because they're all asleep by you know, <laughs> the third song. <laughs> Sasi ete kato kakala Meihe otumo unga moeta yala Funga mahofa moefa malama Can I ask, is there any extra instrumental surprise? I mean, because you know, you've both, between the two of you, you've got three other instruments you like teach like you so you've got to be at some sort of proficient level to teach an instrument and yet somehow you record all your music on an instrument you quite proudly boast that you only know three chords and not well like does that i think five 
Oh, just saying. Hey, I'm going, I'm going off your words here. I'm not, um, I'm not. You said three. No, no. But I mean, does that, does that like. I think for us, it. I mean, is it strange? I just, I don't know. I just find it really fascinating. Also, the time thing. I think, for, it was, yeah. I think it's time that we are extremely time poor. Time poor. And so when we do There's do a lot something, of it's like, okay, um, we don't have time. So. <laughs> Can we meet and practice and actually know? No, let's just go and record it. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of that. Are are your harmonies, um, do you you kind of um, uh, ache and obsess over your harmonies or are these these fairly consistent harmonies that you've sort of used together growing up? I guess what I'm asking is, it is very beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to the two of you sing. And and it's got that real Vicar and Linda Bull kind of thing, which I'm sure uh, you've been compared to several times before. And I apologise if I'm doing it again, but it's a pretty good comparison. They're pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but I mean, are, are these are these kind of pretty pretty standard kind of harmonies in your in your church world and your upbringing, or like I mean, is it easy for you to walk in and run through? Twinkle, twinkle in two languages in one go and go, you know what, let's just smash out a copy. We're done. Let's record it. Yeah. <laughs> How many just happen? <laughs> We've always had people ask, like, so what notes did you, or like, I don't know, you, you know, because if anyone who has grown up with harmonies, you just kind of sing. sing. Like even at doing our prayers, the kids just naturally, mm. like our own children, my son will naturally go to a bass, her daughter will go to a high in the rest and of the tune. And they haven't been taught that. There's it's no just, teaching. It's just, it happens. It happens. Somehow. And even with wow. the Bachelor of Music, she has no flash words to say to you. Why? <laughs> I know, I'm quite, the thing I, is, I, we this, actually, yeah, I must say, I really don't sing together much. You no, don't sing together much? We didn't before this. We didn't sing together. Really? Like this, because I, I just oh no, not to get, not show stuff. Not, we not don't do show. No, but great, great, your house must have been just filled with music growing up. So it our, was, well, our, it was, but, but our parents. Um, okay, so our grandparents that had rugby union, sure, on both sides, <laughs> and but our it skipped a generation. It skipped, oh, love you, mum and dad. Love you, mum and dad. Obviously, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> but they themselves weren't musical. But we just there was music. Just there was just always the time in church. We're There's just Tom always there. Yeah. Mouldy. Yeah, I don't know. When we go to record, we sincerely, intentionally Sometimes work we on harmonies and it just comes out. Sometimes you yeah. don't even practice. Did I hear that right? <laughs> you just turn up oh, and look, record. You should talk to our sound engineer, Tom, because he he can tell you. He can testament to that. A lot of, a lot of great <laughs> stories. We'll be like, oh, wait, we should add a third harmony here. Okay. Oh, man, I like, you know, uh, I came into this interview. Very professional. Uh, yeah, I came into this interview <laughs> hoping to come out. You know, I was really excited and, and really, you know, inspired to meet you both. And now I'm just feeling... Desperately inadequate. So um, anyway, let's let's push on. <laughs> um, 
But it is very beautiful. I mean, I think that's the whole thing about what you're actually doing as well. Is I think I think to add anything too much more to it takes away the the complexity of it in the first place, which kind of sounds ironic considering we're talking. It's just two voices and a guitar, but. I think what stands out about what you do is that it is really, really complex just with the simplicity in which it exists. And, um, you know, it goes back to that idea that it, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that you just walk in and do it because it feels like it's just in your blood and that's who you've been forever and a day. And that's just what you do. And, and you sort of answer that in a way anyway, that you've just always done it and the children in the church are just always doing it and it's just part of your life. So when it comes to recording, it's just a different environment to do the same thing. Within that, because going looking at your singles and the CDs, you do have this, um, you know, a very consistent sound, which is, please understand that that is not a bad thing. It is such a beautiful sound. Stay with it. But even vocally, do you find yourselves ever thinking to yourself, okay, well, maybe we should look at, you know, hey, let's do a 10-part harmony and see what happens and let's let's see what happens when maybe we chop and change it a bit and step out of what could be potentially perceived as your comfort zone. Um does that sort of, I mean, now that it's getting more serious and now that you're doing a lot of work with other artists like um, Lucy, uh, Itty Bitty Beats and with music with Michael and Chris Lamb, Sam, I believe, do, do you feel there's going to be a bit of a progression in what Loopy Tunes bring? Like, because at the moment you are doing albums that reflect the live show, whereas is there scope to do an album that's just a standalone album that's a listening album that it is for the home? Yeah. We we do play, yeah. We have um, plans for something like that. Last year was the year that we were releasing our books. So there was a lot of focus on that. And that was quite different to what we would normally do. Um, and it was a lot of work. <laughs> but it was good, you know, it was rewarding work. Um, and so we... This year we've got a couple of projects that we're doing, but then after that we do intend to just really focus on the music we put yeah. out there. Um, and I think we will consider, you know, sort of trying different things out more intentionally, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of see our music in two genres. There's the ones that are for our sessions and mm. are a resource. And those are the ones that I would consider a lot to be basic. Like I, I think it needs to be simple sometimes when you're in a session trying to teach something. Mm. Um, but then we've got a different level. Like we've got a song we just found out we've got funding for called Papa Tuanuku. So Papa Tuanuku is the Māori word for um, mother our Earth. Mother Earth. And so that song wouldn't be the type of song that you will use in a session. It's quite a beautiful yeah. song. There will not be a guitar, really. I don't know if there's going to be a guitar in the song. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're actually going to be bringing in some Māori instruments and um, it's quite a beautiful different sounding song but that what so yeah so we are i think i see ourselves in that that there'll be a song where i wouldn't consider us to just perform it everywhere we go at preschools mm. but then we've got the other music which is a resource you have an extraordinary so, um, you have an i definitely see us doing both yeah i mean you have an extraordinary back catalog anyway do you know what i mean it's like particularly if you're about to bring out another hundred or so songs like i don't think you're ever going to be starved for things to sing in a performance you know what i mean so it's i think you can risk yeah, yeah. i think you could probably risk an album mind you it's also not up to me don't no pressure from me to tell you, you know, how to <laughs> how to carry on. It's just um it's just so beautiful. And I, I just think the vocally it's so beautiful that you you know, 
and it's more selfish perspective from my end. You sort of find yourself leaning in, going, "Take me somewhere. Take, let's go somewhere." Um, although I'm already there in the first place. So catch a falling bubble, catch it with your scarf. Don't let it touch the ground. Catch a falling bubble, catch it with your scarf. Don't let it touch the ground. Um, I've just got a couple of questions for you to finish off and it's really been a pleasure to talk to you and find out more about what you do. Um, I guess for you to personally or as sisters or as members of a family yourself, um, how... What do you get from performing for children? What what do you find? I mean, you, you sort of talk how you didn't imagine it becoming the business that it is. But in order for it to become a business, you have to make a decision at some point that you go, this is not only is it going well, I actually can see myself doing this and putting in, like any business, it's a lot of work. So you have to make that decision to do that. And I, And you can't make that decision in this genre unless you really find something quite magical about being around children and performing for children. So what is it for you personally that um, Loopy Tunes Preschool Music, I guess, brings to you? I guess you've, you've talked a lot culturally um, and creatively, but I guess I guess just you personally as, as humans, you know, just as individuals, what do you get out of these shows and and the career that clearly you can't stop? It's just heading along this way anyway. Um, yeah, what does it what does it bring for you? Just a small question to finish up. A humongous <laughs> small question. It's well, I guess you made a big decision, didn't you? We both made big decisions to leave our jobs. And yeah, so there must have been a reason for it, eh? I've always, um, I guess I've always enjoyed working with children and I was sort of mm. thought that I'd be some kind of teacher at some point. Um, but I don't know, it's when you're at a session like performing mm. and you connect with a child and you just see the, the joy and mm. you just see just how much they're taking in and just in that moment, they're just loving everything that you're doing and they just like... <laughs> You could pick your nose and that all sit there pick your nose or something like that yeah. you know like they just copy what you do but they they just like it's their world right there in that moment and mm. just feels magical they just yeah it's really lovely we struggled during lockdown we not did. having that and i think lockdown what lockdown gave to us was as soon as we came out of it, it was like actually i love this like the mm. sense of like fulfillment of doing something that um i don't know like it's probably not life-changing but you just, it feels like it could be life-changing for a child. For me, it is the language. Like I, we've got a little French girl in our session and seeing her like embracing Te Reo Māori, just like it's nothing. Whereas we grew up in a society mm. where, you know, Māori wasn't always widely accepted, even for ourselves. It was kind of like, we didn't want to like speak it. It was an embarrassing type mm. thing. So for me, that's a huge thing for me is to be able to just do something where we're bringing something different to the kids if that makes any sense no like it makes... could actually carry on with them in the future change their perspectives on something or 
I don't know. No, I no. That's what you said was perfect. No, absolutely. And 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 you know, you said it's probably not life changing, but it is totally. I think it's completely life changing. And I take that, you know, and I say that with the experience of being a teacher. I think I think, and it goes back to what I was saying when I was just talking to you before we started about you know this idea that children do create their own self-awareness and their identity at, at a much earlier age than we give them credit for. Yeah, and if you are yeah. taking a child in, what are the most fundamental block-building foundational years of a human's life, that exposure is life-changing and it does set up a frame for how they move forward for the rest of their lives and, A, the, the pride they might have in their own person but also just the the general acceptance of everyone around them you know and I think and you know you're right you're right you know you you, I guess that's just me saying you know you explained it fine you know you you I think that's definitely worth being moved by because it is incredibly important and it's a beautiful audience to do that with Um, my final question unless you have something you'd like to add to that no. Um, no. <laughs> no. No. Just thinking of coffee for a minute there. Um, one last question um, is you have these beautiful songs in language and storytelling and history and culture and all these things. Um, and then you just do a cover of My Guy. <laughs> Why My Guy? Out of my all guy. the, yeah, you know that, da, 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 take me away from my guy. Can we do a cover of that? Well, you do a tune that's incredibly similar unless my guy has covered that from something. I don't I remember, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> have, you, have you paid for it? Just Let me just check which song it is. <laughs> me just, I'm pretty certain it's my guy. Actually, a traditional. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a traditional That's song that most children in New Zealand know. It's a poi song. Yeah, we've known it for years. And never knew it was my guy. Oh it's my goodness! A light bulb moment. I'm pretty sure everyone listening who's from New Zealand did you know that? Because we all have grown up singing that song. It's wow. A- it's a popular tune in New Zealand. But now, like, you can appreciate why I'd ask the question out of all the songs in the yeah, world. You yeah, cover I my guy. It. Seems but very But no, it's got nothing to do with my guy. It's <laughs> talking about a poi flying high in the air and really? flying down, flying close, flying away. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a bit of research for all of us to find out which came first. So, because well, somebody. Guy. Definitely came first. My guy would have. Oh, do you think? Yeah. But probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But it's just a song that most of us know. That we use the pointer. <laughs> okay. Let's crack up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that was that was the last question. That didn't quite. Hey, you've go taught us a lot, Benny, really. today. <laughs> it's excellent. Cup of um, my guy. Imagine what's going to happen when I listen to the next ten albums. I'll just can't come back. I'll just oh, have mate. to hold a hold a session where I'll have a blackboard and go right. Album one, song one, <laughs> verse four. Um, look, it is, it is really. Uh, it's 
It's beautiful music. It is really beautiful music and it's beautiful for many, many, many reasons. Um, It's beautiful for the children that don't get to hear themselves heard. It's beautiful for the children that don't get to hear the other children represented. It's beautiful for the families that need somewhere to be safe and somewhere to be respected. And it's all of that aside, it's also just really beautiful music to be immersed in. Um, And I'm really thankful that you've taken the time to chat with me today and set some of the record straight. Not that it really there was any record to set straight, but you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, thanks for just filling us in and and filling us in on what's coming. And um, I'm 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 really glad. And on behalf of all those children that kind of probably can't tell you, I'm I'm glad that you made it your business. That you made it your business, and that you're going to continue to make it your business because I think it's it's incredibly valuable. So thank you for chatting with me today. We're, we're, we're very grateful for it. We are, definitely are. And thank you for um, talking to us and teaching us today. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll just <laughs> and leave possibly the, the whole of New Zealand. Yeah, but. I'll just leave the, I'll just display the, the, the uh, donation button and um, <laughs> the, so the education, I'll, I'll sell it as a masterclass. Um, no, but again, thank you very much for taking your time. Um, and yes, hopefully we'll chat soon when the new albums, albums come out. <laughs> If you'd like to know more about Loopy Tunes, then head along to their website at www.loopytunespreschoolmusic.com. And of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny. Ask Loopy Tunes questions. Loopy Tunes.